0: What Ronnie gave me to read today is pretty hard to read out loud, Um, unless we know that it's a heartfelt cry to God, full to the brim of raw and honest emotions. I think there are times, if I'm honest, when although I might not have said this kind of stuff, in the deep places, in the unconscious places, maybe I've actually wished it. Similar things out of my own anger and brokenness, and maybe you're like me too. Psalm 137. Beside the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept as we thought of Jerusalem. We put away our harps, hanging them on the branches of poplar trees. For our captors demanded a song from us. Our tormentors insisted on a joyful hymn. Sing us one of those songs of Jerusalem. But how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a pagan land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem let my right hand forget how to play the harp. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I fail to remember you, if I don't make Jerusalem my greatest joy. O Lord, remember what the Edomites did on the day the armies of Babylon captured Jerusalem. Destroy it, they yelled. Level it to the ground. O Babylon, you will be destroyed. Happy is the one who pays you back to us. Happy is the one who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks.
1: For years I have found it a puzzle that when someone, including myself, speaks from one of these psalms that there is not more singing and less lecturing. Because the Psalter, the book of Psalms, is a book of songs. It is a hymnal. It is a praise and worship guide. It is a collection of poetry put to music. And granted, we don't have the musical scores. They have not survived all these years, but we have the words. And maybe we should be singing these Psalms more and explaining them less. We'd probably get more out of them that way. Because as you know, music works at a level where pontificating and preaching fail. I think that music, sung words, can be far more effective than spoken words sometimes. And there's a physiological reason for this. Ann Blood and Robert Zoder at McGill University in Montreal used MRIs a few years ago to show that when a person listens to music... It activates a part of his or her brain connected to the euphoric response. It's the same limbic region that produces dopamine. It's the same paralimbic region that tells you that food is good and sex is even better and you want more of it. (laughs) Music makes a human being feel good. Music acts very much like a drug. You know, I think, I, I think um, maybe I just answered my question that maybe why we don't sing more about the Psalms in the church is that the church has had a very good history at times if something feels good to stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a surprise that sex and, and food make you feel good. Okay. Woo, hallelujah. It's for the survival of the species. That's why it feels good. It's nature's way of saying you better stay alive. Perpetuate humanity, please. But how did music get thrown into that same region of the brain? David Huron of Ohio State University thinks that he knows the answer to this. Go back to the African plains with those deadly predators lurking in the shadows. To the North American forest with who knows what traipsing about in the woods, to the jungles of South America and Asia for more of the same existential threats. What did early human communities do to survive? They relied upon shelter, whether it was a cave or a primitive house. They relied upon the safety of numbers living together. They relied upon light and fire to keep the monsters out there on the edge. And they relied upon human-produced noise. Humans make noises different than a lion or a tiger, a wolf or a coyote. It's thought that our ancient forebears created music to keep predators away and to draw in family members who might be traveling through the dark to find their way home. Follow the sound of the music and you follow it to safety. You follow it to everything that is good and right. Case in point, this recent PBS miniseries by Ken Burns on the history of country music is a masterpiece. I've seen all 20 hours of it, and, or however how many hours it is. And for most of it, I watch on my iPad after everybody's gone to sleep in the dark with my earphones on. And I do that because I cry like a baby when I watch this. I'm talking red face, twisted throat, grunting, ugly face, crying. (laughs) The Carter family, Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, Patsy Cline, George Jones, Loretta Lynn. Why am I crying when I watch this? Well, it's the memories that are attached to these songs. When I hear those songs, I hear the voice of my grandmother. When I hear those songs... I'm sitting on the porch with my grandfather. When I hear those songs, I'm a kid in the car driving along somewhere on a summer day and everything is so much more simple and so much more safe. You, you feel that same way? Those songs of your, of, your, of your childhood? You play the music of the homeland be it an Irish reel, a nomadic Romanian tune, an Appalachian gospel song, an African-American slave song, a Bohemian song from the islands. If that song belongs to you and your people, if it belongs to where you came from, then, Lord, it gets us right in the heart, doesn't it? I was uh, in Georgia this week for several days. My uncle passed away and had a part in the funeral. And uh, as a friend of mine in Nashville says, he calls me the family, the family undertaker. He said every time there's a funeral, you got to go. I'm well. I said, well, big families, and it's somebody's got to go sing them, sing em on home, and uh, that's usually my job. And my my oldest uncle, my dad's oldest brother, was giving a, a eulogy at the end, and uh, he said, uh, "Well, you know, I haven't really played much guitar in the last." Several years and uh, but I'm going to try to play today because there's this song that Jerry Jerry's the deceased uncle Jerry and I used to play when we were young men and uh, I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this but I'm going to try this. picked up his old Martin guitar. He's got one too, Billy. Mm, and he did this. The old hometown looks the same As I step down from the train And there to meet me Is my mama and my papa Down the road I look and there runs Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries It's good to touch the green, green grass of home Yes, they'll all come out to meet me Arms reaching, smiling sweetly. It's good to touch the green, green grass of home. Now, my God, when he finished, you know what was going on, don't you? like you can uh, wailing like you only see at a mountain funeral (laughs) why because it's a sad song it's a little sad because of the tune itself that's some of it all the memories that were attached to that song called the whole group back home and it brings all the emotions with it so this psalm 137 a song that should be sung probably and not about. It's a song about home. It's a song about missing home, being cheated out of house and home of a home that will never be recovered. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and we wept when we thought of Jerusalem. We put away our harps, hanging them on the branches of trees For our captives demanded a song from us. Our tormentors insisted on a joyful hymn. Sing us one of your songs from Jerusalem. But how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a pagan land? What has happened to these poor folks? I said just a few. That there have been four great crises. That threatened the very existence of the Jewish people. Go all the way back to the. To Egypt in the time of the Exodus. They were enslaved there. Almost exterminated. Spring forward several centuries later. And you have the Assyrians. And the Babylonians. Coming into Jerusalem and destroying it. Then they were the victims. Of the Roman. Near genocide at the time of Jesus. And most recently in the 20th century. The Holocaust. These folks have suffered through that second. Great crisis. The Babylonians came into Israel 600 years before Jesus, as determined as the Nazi war machine and as cruel as ISIS in Syria or somewhere else in the 21st century. They raped, they killed, they burned, they destroyed. They were like locusts. And those who were lucky, and I use luck with all the irony that I can muster, those that were lucky were deported. They were uprooted from their home. And they were carried hundreds and hundreds of miles away to modern-day Iraq. It was the Babylonian way of separating families and separating nations so that they couldn't unite and fight back. And they would be there in that captivity for 70 years before any of them would be allowed to return. So these poor folks sit down by the rivers in Babylon, uprooted from everything that had been theirs, And we hear this bleak, angry, almost hopeless lament. And if it was you or I, we would be singing the same song, whatever song that we could muster. Um, Maybe we should sing this song. Ricky, come help me with the song. Alongside distant waters, we sat down and we wept Thinking of our homeland, our many regrets We put away our instruments, we hung them in the trees Trapped in this prison that we will never leave and the tyrants they demand of us sing a song we know you can but we have no voices in a foreign land. when i lay my head down weary in the night my home in jerusalem is the first thing on my mind my memories gather around her, but I've been left alone In the dark to wonder if I'll ever make it home I'd rather lose my very life or at least how to use my hands If I forget the home I left in this foreign land Living in a pagan country, it gets harder not to hate Those who seek my trouble, those who devastate They take everything from me, a mile for every inch I'm left to ask my God to take his revenge I may not live to see the fire fall on those who should be damned So bear my body home again from this foreign land Mm. And of course that song doesn't just belong to them, it belongs to African American slaves uprooted, put on a boat, put in chains. It belongs to native tribes who see their land, their way of life, everything they've ever owned colonized and taken away from. It belongs to central american mothers trying to find a safer place for their children. It belongs to okies and arkies who fled the dust bowl 100 years ago looking for a place in the american west. Brings me to another psalm, another song written by a genius whose songs are as pertinent today as they were a century ago. The writer is Woody Guthrie. Guthrie was born in Oklahoma, born into a successful family, wealthy family at the time, and tragedy struck. His sister died in a house fire. His father was injured in an oil dairy accident. His mother died suddenly of a heart infection. Local economy collapsed. The Great Depression set in. And he took to the road with a million other Arkies and Okies heading to what he called the Garden of Eden in California, trying to find a way and a way to stay alive. And I think this is a pretty good mid-20th century Psalm 137. Ricky says that when something's gone really wrong, he goes home and plays this song. So... I play it around home sometimes. Cindy really didn't know it when I first started saying it, and she'd say, don't say that, it's not true. And I'd say, it's one of the greatest poets, American poets to ever live wrote this song. I ain't got no home. I'm just roaming around. A wandering refugee. I go from town to town. Police make it hard wherever I may go. I ain't got no home in this world anymore. My brothers and my sisters out stranded on the road, a hot and dusty road. Million feet have trod. A rich man took my home and he drove me from my door. I ain't got no home in this world anymore as I look around, it's mighty plain to see. This world is such a great but tragic place to be. The crooked man gets rich and the working man stays poor. And I ain't got no home in this world. psalms like these full of angst and anger and cries for home and vengeance they um, they don't have to be explained they just have to be felt they're not intended to build nice tidy theology they're intended to move our hearts they aren't even really very comforting but they're honest And who of us, when we haven't felt like something precious has been taken away from us, that we just wanted to sit down in the dirt and it was all we could do not to die. And the thoughts that come to our mind, yes, how could this happen to me? How will I ever get back? And then, of course, I hope the people who did this to me get what's coming to them. It's all in that. It's all in that song. I'm gonna sing one more for you. Uh, Boys, come on up here. Let's try this one. You know, when you get sad, some people sing the blues and some people sing country songs. You know the old joke, you know what happens when you play a rock and roll record backwards? You hear the devil talking to you, right? You know what happens when you play a country music record backwards? You get your house back, you get your wife back, you get your sobriety back. time goes crawling by, the moon just went behind a cloud to hide its face and cry. All right.